Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey, Mr. Blake, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing, James Cox? I'm doing awesome. Well, I, I, well, I see awesome now because, well, I, I got over it, you know. Uh, I yeah. just want to talk to you about Facebook and how it much is six. What? Oh, it's six, yeah, what? what? What happened? I don't know. That? Okay, so I, I I was texting somebody on Facebook uh, like well, the week before last, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And then I went to bed, got up the next day, found out my cat was... Was it was um it, it wasn't deleted it was it was on hold or something I don't know I guess like I guess it's 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 going to be deleted in like thirty days so I don't know Jeez. um yeah they didn't tell me why um I think that I got hacked because because on my PayPal account it said seventy dollars from Facebook account right so what I think what happened was somebody got took got uh like seventy bucks of my money spammed something and facebook didn't like that because they don't like spam you know yeah and i guess my word isn't uh, isn't good enough for paypal because when i said when i sent it to paypal um you said that it's it's a legit thing so i don't know i don't like Facebook anymore it's that gosh darn Mark Zuckerberg. He's nothing but a reptilian anyway. That's You're right. better off. Him and You're better gray, off. Him and his gray shirts. I don't like gray anymore. <laughs> gray like shirts. Gray yeah. shirts. Take gray, your gray shirts. Right. Gray shirts. Oh, death to gray shirts. Right. You know what? I'm going to start wiping my butt <laughs> with, with gray, gray shirts. shirts. <laughs> yes. Mark Zuckerberg. Wipe Delete my the Facebook. butts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is a, uh, this is, um, interesting because i haven't recorded an episode with you in my car yes. in a while like we've yes. been you know we've been on a good streak with like i'm able to record at home uh on my uh laptop and using my actual microphone yeah so it kind of feels like the old days kind of feels like we're starting i don't really necessarily like it right but, uh, <laughs> yeah it was kind of it kind of kind of necessary mother's day is this weekend at the time of this recording so got a busy mother's day coming up um got big plans with uh my mom oh, nice. and uh That's so we, you know we're, it's just this weekend's going to be a little tough for me to record for yeah. our uh our monday episode so happy monday to everybody right. happy yeah. mother's day to all the mothers happy out mother's. there um my yep. mom is coming to see me uh monday so i might take her out to eat or something because now i work okay, at, cool. I, I work at outback now Right. I'm, How's I'm, that going? I'm officially an outbacker. That's what they call us. You know. Okay. So that's going great. Uh, the first day was a little bit rough because you know I have arthritis on my knees, and, mm-hmm. and so I can walk people through the t- tables. But we have found a solution where I get to sit at the host stand and and kind of ask my co-host where to put them, where to seat people. So that yeah. works. That works. So nice. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get into the doctor on uh, Monday and see if he can give me some anti-inflammatory pills for my uh, left knee and the arthritis yeah. pain so i got you yeah. well everybody go go support james at the outback and yeah. maybe he'll throw in uh some of that tasty bread maybe oh bread. my god dude okay so uh i had they uh, w- when you're training they give you one free meal per day and i trained for three days i only cool. got one one free meal because i forgot the other two right so oh. so i had um so i had a uh, blooming chicken you know, oh, with the bread, nice. the bread's the best part of the, the meal. The bread is amazing. Bread. I could eat, I could have a whole meal just off of the bread alone. In fact, I may do that. Right. Hey, Save man, you and Alex should come back, come, come down to my Outback and see, you know. And, Dude, we would love to. Yeah, I, man, we both love Outback. Yeah, come on It'd be now. so fun. Yeah. But. Absolutely. This episode, it's all about butts. <laughs> all about the butts. All about the butts. All about the booty, All right, so I just mentioned earlier, I'm recording in my car on my lunch break at work and uh i forgot to bring my lunch because i'm so out of routine oh no yeah so i forgot to bring my lunch but you know thankfully there was a guy at work that owed me money and so he gave me some cash and he was like this is for such and such and i was like oh dude awesome yeah so i just i ran to the gas station um uh, another co-worker of mine uh actually gave me a low-carb monster 
um, because nice. she bought a 12 pack and yeah. she was like, no one else likes a low carb. Do you want one? And I was like, sure. And how appropriate that what we're talking about today just goes so well with monster, uh, monster energy drinks that, uh, I was like, wow, this is like, this is like, uh, the stars aligning for this episode. You know, it's going to be good. Right. All about butts. All about butts. <laughs> no, today oh, we're talking all about butt rock, James Cox. Do you know, are you familiar with the term butt rock? I've heard of the term, but I am not familiar. This, this piqued okay. my interest. So, yeah. All right. So this, uh, this is not in any form sexual unless you just want to make it sexual in some form. Right. Um, but <laughs> so uh, biggest question of the day, what is butt rock? Well, according to HoustonPress.com, Butt rock is that musical stank on your shoe that you just can't get off. It's one part aggro noise, one part self-indulgent and whiny singer, and somehow a whole lot of douche. The oh, thing wow. is, though, that, the thing is, though, that like us, you secretly like butt rock, but mm. it's not something you want other people to know. So when you do dare to listen to it, it's on the freeway with the windows down as you're screaming the cheese ball lyrics while driving faster than hell and daydreaming about punching out car windows or something. No one can hear it but you. Hmm. Um, listen, what we're talking about today is not a total dig on these bands. In fact, a lot of these bands that we're going to talk about, I like. I love them. Uh, it's just, it has become an interesting, and if you're still wondering what we mean by butt rock, all right, say uh, you, you, spent, you spent some time in Sumter, South Carolina. You remember uh, – 94 sad uh 94 7 bad dog 94 bad dog 94 7 right playing nothing but rock so there's a lot of these there's a right so there's a lot of these rock radio stations that play a lot of like they'll play their zeppelins they'll play their van halens they'll play their 90s you know green day bush whatever Soundgarden. but other than that Soundgarden, right so but they throw in the newest rock nothing but rock so that's where the term comes oh, from, butt, okay. rock. butt rock. So it's it's a lot of bands that are very popular on your local rock radio station. Right. Um, okay. So some examples of that uh, were are bands like Hinder, uh, Theory of a Dead Man, Three Days Grace. And by the way, I'm definitely not cr- uh, crapping on Three Days Grace. No. I love Three Days Grace, yeah. and I don't care who mm-hmm. knows it. That band is so freaking good, like no no doubt in my mind. Um, but Saving Abel, uh, Shinedown, I also love Shinedown. Shinedown, um, And uh, Nickelback being the most, probably the most popular yeah. butt rock band out there. I have seen Shinedown twice, I think. And every time, man, they put on a, the, the like, best yeah. show ever made, you know. No doubt. So. Oh, man. And we're, and we're going to get into that. Yeah. We're going to talk about why these bands are so, so good live. Um, but let's, you know, let's be clear. We're, we're not we're not going to throw in some bands into this category that I personally don't feel like should be thrown in say like post grunge bands. You got your, uh, fuel puddle of mud, uh, Seether, days of the new and even Creed. Those are, I call those post grunge. It's right. late nineties, early two thousands. The grunge movement has died out, right. but you had the post grunge that came in where it's, it, more alternative rock which they're was, they're getting played which you know. was great too you know i mean oh, wonderful great. these are great absolutely buds. okay you know yeah these are all great bands i don't feel like they deserve to be thrown into this category we're also not going to throw in new metal uh bands into this category as well even though they get played on a lot of these nothing but rock stations like corn right. and uh uh stone sour um slipknot limp biscuit those guys i don't feel like they should be thrown into that category as well because they're all creative and special and great in their own right so what we're talking about today is more so the transition from bands that maybe started out in the hardcore or metalcore scene in particular that have slowly started to turn into these butt rock (laughs) bands Um, because it's interesting to me it's very interesting that uh, that these bands who started out um, on the Vans Warped Tour and had were very popular at like Hot Topic and different places like that um, they're starting to get played on 
my local radio rock radio station and it's i never thought i'd see that coming from some of these bands we're going to talk about today and uh but we'll we'll get into why i think it's actually a pretty good idea and they're actually very smart Hmm. um but anyway um james cox of the bands that we've already talked about are there any that you're just like oh yeah these these guys are cringy but they're good you got do you have any bands like that saving able uh, saving able saving yeah. able was a little bit of cringy for me but they're like okay well they you yeah. know they're making it so um yeah and, and puddle mud from from what i gathered you know because we covered we talked about his version of um uh oh his nirvana the, cover yeah, oh that, lord that, 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 that was such a cringy moment you know yeah but then again they have great songs you know the first album um, had like was on the top 100 charts of you know, of, you know, of all right. time, so um, and one band that I that that I really really admire and like, and but I don't hear about them anymore is Days of the New. They're great, Days of the New, they're great, man. They were so good. Uh, I know, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what happened to them. Um, I don't understand either. Uh, um, I would say that mine, one of the first rock bands that I remember really getting into this is around the time i was starting to play drums was creed creed was a big influence Creed's on me i listened band. they are yeah. and i wish people would not give them as much of a heart yes looking at some of the music videos and scott staff is up there with his long hair his oily chest and his white blouse yeah. blowing in the wind I, is cringy okay so but I, so so i so i think the reason why they got more hate than anybody else because um yeah they I guess they considered Scott Stapp a hypocrite because he came because yeah, I mean they're like they're they're known as a Christian band, right? Right. Yeah. And, and so uh, I I heard that one concert he came like plastered like drunk and they they wouldn't give him the money back to the fans and I guess that's why all their yeah. aid comes from that moment, you know. There's so. yes, there's a lot of videos of Scott Stapp. He used to have a very heavy drinking problem, right? Um, and, and he actually went on some type of show where and you can find it on youtube i actually watched it the other day um where he went on this uh he went on this talk show or something like that and he was drunk and he was just mouthing off and just wasn't making a lot of sense right right. and then he talked about how little of a wiener that dave Grohl has (laughs) and and it's pretty funny like the video is hilarious but it's sad because you know he was he was going through a very difficult dark period in his life as far as I know, he has stopped drinking altogether. Good. Yeah, um, he's oh, yeah, doing much yeah, better. Yeah. Creed is still around. They're still planning on making music and touring again when they can tour. And uh, I I think they get a lot of crap. They shouldn't. And Creed is heavy, dude. I don't care yeah. what you say. I will fight you right now mm-hmm. if you disagree with me. Creed wrote some heavy tracks. Yes. No doubt in my mind. In fact, I was listening to Bullets by Creed off their Weathered albums, the opening track to Weathered. Um, Weather is such a great song too. Such a it's a great song and a great album and you know that's if you're not familiar with which one we're talking about it's one with uh, the, the, my own by sacrifice yeah. and uh, um, six feet from what's that song? I'm six I'm feet from, from it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, no, I, I I got it in my head, but I can't. I can't remember the name yeah. of the song, but yeah, that was one of their biggest hits. That that same album. And that opening track is so freaking heavy. I was outside looking at a car, and I needed to pull the bumper off of it. I ripped the, I just ripped it off because <laughs> I was so, I was so pumped up by Heights. that song. Yes. yes. And uh, just so, yes, Creed has that effect on me. I don't think they should get as much crap as they as they do. Uh, and I'm a proud Creed fan. Yeah. Huh. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, yeah, let's get into it. So we we're this first band that we're going to talk about i don't know if you were a big atreyu fan am was and will forever will be and will forever be because this first song that we're going to play for y'all um comes from their first album the curse fantastic cover love the cover like look like a vampire chick on it yeah the vampire chick it's amazing there's a good cover of you give love a bad name by bon jovi on the like special edition We should oh, do a so cover cover of that one. Oh yeah, we yeah. I know there's gotta be another one out yeah, there. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. In fact, there's a video of me and Travis Curry um, <laughs> of me doing a drum cover to that years ago. 
with uh, 80s hair metal wig right. on oh, a Metallica no. shirt. Oh. And uh, Travis, like, busts out with a Guitar Hero controller and, like, plays the solo. Um, and uh, fun times. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, Atreyu definitely started out in the early 2000s uh, with a the – really the the start of the metalcore scene they blended this interesting uh combination of really good guitar solos mm -hmm. and like dueling guitar solos and they were heavy they had a lot of double bass they had some great screaming the right. drummer did a lot of great clean vocals brandon Saller is uh, an amazing singer yes. um, on top of being an amazing drummer so uh, they got a lot of recognition and are definitely uh, credited as pioneers of the metalcore movement of the early 2000s. Right. Um, so we're going to play a track uh, here. This is um, this song is called "Bleeding Mascara" uh, from their uh, from their album "The Curse." And a little, just to, just if you're not familiar with this band, just so you can get a, a glimpse of what they used to sound like. That's wow. good. That's yeah. That's fantastic. Oh, that was. I nice. love that song. That man. was my first introduction in, in in the band, and I loved them ever since then. Oh yeah, yeah. Ever ever since uh, I I bought the uh, so that song was featured on the 2005 um, Vans Warped Tour compilation album. Right. Yes. And yes, it was always that that song was just right off the rip, just so heavy and just shredding right. and. Uh, God, I love that band. They're so talented so, too, you know. So. And, oh yeah, everybody in that band is so so inc incredibly gifted. So I I you know got into Atreyu. The Curse had a wonderful album. I found out there was an, actually an album before The Curse called Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses. That oh, also great. had a lot of yeah. great songs. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they had uh, they followed up with uh, Dep uh, Death Grip on Yesterday. That was a great album. Um, and then of course. Uh, lead sales and paper anchor. Um, this is where we started to see the transition of going from this metalcore act, kind of lightening up a little bit, playing right. more what I would consider radio friendly hits. Um, falling down, definitely being one of those. But I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that John Feldman produced the album uh, from Goldfinger uh, because he was producing everybody's albums back in the day. Yes, and he had a certain way that he wanted things to sound. I think a lot of the influence was from him. Um, they put out another album after that called uh, Congregation of the Damned. It was still good. There was about two or three songs that I really liked on it. Um, and then just for me personally, Atreyu kind of went downhill. They're starting to make a comeback, though. I know that the lead singer, Alex, is no longer with them. Um, they did all the screaming or a majority of the screaming vocals. Their bassist still does a lot of screaming. And then Brandon Saller has just taken over as lead vocalist. Right. Um, and pl still playing drums oh, okay. that I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this new song that, we, uh, that we're going to play here as an example of kind of where they're at now uh, actually features Travis Barker on yes. the drums. Yes, um, Taken from their newest album. Uh, but this song is called Warrior. So let's, let's listen to what they're sounding like now. Yeah, that's really, really different, but really, really It's good. different. It's different. It's very different. And when I first heard it, I was not into it. I was like, oh, Travis Barker, what are you doing? Right. Um, it's growing on me because I listened to a few. I'm still not a great – I'm not a huge fan of that song in particular, but I did take a listen to a few more songs that they have. Um, and, you know, it's not all bad. Right. It's not what they used to be. Right. Um, Cause, but it's, cause... it's definitely what what I would consider – because they betray you, right? Yeah, because they used to be like fast and go hard and go, you know, go forth and conquer all right yeah. in that. And now, they're, yeah, now they're just like a melodic, you know, 
Melania can be can be good sometimes because like sometimes Melania can be more technical than just you know, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Well, um, so there's a trade. Right. Uh, the next band uh, we're going to talk about is Asking Alexandria. Mm. Definitely another band that I, uh, I got into their first album, Stand Up and Scream. It's every single song is so good. Now, some people would argue with me and say every single song is so good because every single song is exactly the same. And I would say you're yeah. probably right. <laughs> but they were they knew what the draw was they right. knew the draw was to do 20 breakdowns in the song yeah, they, let's do some let's do high screaming vocals let's do low guttural vocals at the same time to just make it sound cool bass drops um yeah it's, it's, it's like it's like they they listen to enough music to, to find out right. what, what their audience wanted they them. knew what people liked that things like devil wears prada and a day to remember were doing and they yes. were like all right well, we're going to take these songs and the good parts the really, really good parts that everybody loses their mind over with these songs, and we're just going to write a whole song out of it. And then, if you want to say that that is foolish, then go back and let's talk about Pantera. Pantera even admits, Don Bag Daryl admitted he was like, in all these metal songs, you had the money riff. That's what they called it, the money riff. There was something in those songs, the guitar riff, that stuck out that he was like, well, why don't we just do a whole song with the money riff? And it was a hit. And that's where Cowboys from Hell came from. You know, that was, let's play the whole song like that. And that's what they did. And that's why Pantera got as popular as they did. So you could, I will argue with you and say, Aston Alexander just did the same thing. You know, Pantera started as a glam rock band. You know that? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, they had like three albums before Cowboys from Hell album came out. And after that, Man, that took off for like rockets. Yeah, yeah. Phil Anselmo, like him, him just looking like a skinhead, and like he's willing yeah. to fight anybody. Right. Um, kind of like how I felt about Creed earlier. <laughs> uh, and then, like to know he was that Pantera started out as a glam band, and right. you can find him with like long hair well, and yeah, makeup like a, and stuff. It's like just a so crew funny to me. Pants and everything. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yep. no. okay. hilarious. All right. Well, let's take yeah, let's take a look. This is from the album "Stand Up and Scream" that I just mentioned. Uh, it's called "A Candlelit Dinner with Inamorta." This is enough, baby. Don't believe a word. This. That's a mean bop, man. That's a mean bop. Dude, it's... it's And yes, every song sounds like that. But you know what? I love it. I don't care. Right. And what I have a funny story about that song in particular. So when I had Apple Music, um, that was the... If you went in the list of of songs in order by title uh, in my phone, that was the first song on my phone. So anytime I would get into Allie's car for some reason and the Bluetooth excuse me, would connect, or I plugged my phone in to charge it, Right. that song would start playing because it's <laughs> the first song. And I'd be like, and so like it's just, Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> and Allie would, it, it's, it, after a while, Allie would start singing along to it. So oh, I'd get in the okay. car, and it would nice. start, and she would just go, this is a Nova baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. But, um, so, and they started to kind of make some changes to the next album that came out, Reckless and Relentless. Still had some really good heavy songs. They did start to change their song formula up, if you will. Um, uh, there were some more melodic choruses and breakdowns were still present, but they weren't as as there weren't as many of them as there was on uh, Stand Up and Scream. Um, and I think their breakthrough, they definitely got really popular from the Warp Tour. Oh um, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Everybody loved them, and Hot Topic sold about a billion of Aston Alexandria's T-shirts. Yeah. I bought probably two or three of them. Right. Um, and then, uh, but I remember them going on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and I was like, "This is probably the start of the end, <laughs> the beginning of the end of Aston Alexandria." Yeah. And I was not wrong. Um, uh-huh. Reckless and Relentless was good. I could. They did a really good, cool EP that featured uh, some Skid Row covers that were amazing. 
But after that, they put out, I can't even remember what the name of the album was, but it just went downhill. Uh, Danny Warsnop, the the singer, left uh, left yeah, the band yeah. because of uh, some drug habits. Isn't he like um, a country artist now or something? So he was replaced think- by somebody that I actually saw live. I got to see them live with Danny twice, one at the Warp Tour and then one at Carolina Rebellion. Right. Um, I could tell he was just kind of out of his mind blitzed at yeah. uh, Carolina Rebellion. <laughs> the next time I saw them was at Carolina Rebellion. The, the, the next year, he had already been left or he left the band. His, his replacement came in. That guy sucked. Uh, something oh, no. fierce. They were not good. They were yeah. terrible live. Um, and he started like a solo country career. It's very strange. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, But uh, he's back with the band now. So they're still putting out music. Uh, this is uh, this is one of their newer songs. But you can tell it's starting to definitely head in a different direction. This song is called Down to Hell. Very different. I don't. Yep. I don't. That's that. Wait, wait. So that's that's the, that's the same band that wrote that wrote a candlelit candlelit dinner. dinner. Yep. That's wow. the same that's, same group of guys. In fact, it's everybody. That's the same. That's the only the only difference uh, difference in the uh, the members that changed was Danny Warsnop left, but then he came but back. He, but so it's the right. same band, right? So it's the same five guys. Wow. That's yep. totally different. Me. It's it's odd. Yeah, very um, very very odd. Yeah. So there's asking Alexandria. Uh, the next band we're going to talk about, Motionless and White. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you're as familiar with them as I as I am. I've heard uh, some some of their music in that that I I don't really uh, I don't hate their music, but I don't like it either. It's, but you're not necessarily a fan of it, right? It's kind of in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing that I loved about this band was their uh, style. Um, I loved. Uh, I'm talking about fashion. The the the. So you know, I'm a horror punk yeah, guy. Yeah. I love the Misfits. I love Calibrees. Anything horror. Calibrees. Uh, and and this is a this is a horror or was a horror metalcore band. So now you're blending something that I love with something that's usually associated with punk rock. Right. And making it this awesome fusion and hybrid. And so Motionless and White stood out to me like crazy. The first song I ever heard by them was Abigail, and it was amazing. Um, that's not the song we're going to play for you today. But uh, Abigail was the first song I heard by them, and I was hooked instantly. Um, I... I got the album Creatures that Abigail was on, and again, every single song, so good. But same thing. Every song kind of sounds the same, and that's why I think I liked every single one of them. Mm, okay. But they yeah. had this, this uh, you know, they were their aesthetic was amazing. They wore makeup. They wore all black. They had songs about vampires they and had, zombies. They and had everything like that. that you loved, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I got into their older stuff and just found out that the – the EP that came out before uh, Creatures, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, no, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I thought I had it. Oh, okay. But anyway, <laughs> six-song EP that was just so good, man. Breakdowns, clean vocals, uh, some just really catchy guitar riffs that stood out. Um, and uh, I-, I love this band, but I saw this transition. But let me – Let's let's give everybody a little taste of uh, what they used to sound like. This is the song uh, "Puppets," the first snow off of their album "Creatures." Go! Fast, really heavy, heavy. Yeah. yep. 
fast, heavy, in your face, right out the rip, like just so in your face, you know, so good. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Saw them live. Unfortunately, when I saw them live, it was not during the Creature Days. It was more of the uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the album, but it's the, the album that had Reincarnate on it. Oh, uh, yeah, which was good. Yeah. But that's but that's the album that they started making this transition into what they are now which is a butt rock band they're played on a lot of local radio stations they're playing you know these these festivals that's they're on the same bill as you know not not downing anybody but they're on the same bill as uh buck cherry and you know like yeah it just doesn't it's not what it used to be so uh uh this uh this song that we're going to play is off their latest album um, it called a uh, brand new numb. It's different. I mean, the first song is um, like hard and heavy, and the yeah. song is like more like a slow pace, and you can actually hear what you're saying. So that's like, yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a fan. <laughs> I'm really not a fan of their new stuff. <laughs> right, right. And a lot of the things that I say that I'm that I'm gonna say probably sound really harsh, but like whenever you're whenever you're into a certain band and it feels exclusive because they're not on the radio, it's it's cool because you kind of feel you feel like a hipster, you know, like, Oh, I I know this band. Or if they do get popular, you can say, Oh, I listened to them before they were popular. So I hear certain people talk about motionless and white. And I'm like, this guy knows who motionless and white is. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, Like, I'm like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, and I don't want to be that way because, and we'll, when we wrap up today, you'll see why, but um, yeah, just, it starts you can hear it like start with some albums and it's like okay here's a few of our heavy songs but we're also going to write some radio friendly quote-unquote songs right right. and then it just gets a little bit more like that and then a little bit more radio friendly and then a little bit more and then it's oh my god then you got one heavy song there's only like one song that even features double bass or any screaming whatsoever but you know what i like about chris motionless their lead singer is he's a big Marilyn Manson fan. Yes. Um, and while I'm not a huge Marilyn Manson fan, he reminds me a lot of Marilyn Manson um, with does. like the way he, he sings and his vote, his clean vocals sounds a lot like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. So, and, and Marilyn Manson's a huge influence on him. I know. Um, but he is also very heavily influenced by the misfits by whoever, anybody else that you can name that, um, uh, you know rob zombie they do they do an awesome and absolutely amazing cover of dragula um that i'm so glad they finally recorded for an album i believe it was on the re-release the 10-year anniversary of creatures um and then they do an awesome cover of somebody told me by the killers like just something totally random and it's still good but if it's if there's anything to compare here think about the sound of the killers and add in some heavy distorted guitars and that's what their cover sounds like well that's what a oh, lot of their yeah. new music sounds yeah. like you know it's just it's and nothing wrong with the killers i love the killers and the killers but, are great yeah yeah just doesn't it doesn't work for me so um but yeah so there's there's motionless and white um let's move on here to of mice and men um and uh, this could be controversial because of Austin Carlisle's involvement with of mice and men uh, he started out in Attack Attack. He left Attack Attack and started of Mice and Men. They put out their first album and a self-titled album, and it was so good. Again, another example of let's write the same song over and over and over and over again, and that's how we'll make it big. Um, here's the first song. Uh, actually, this is not off their self-titled. This is off their follow-up, which was pretty much a duplicate <laughs> of <right>. the first <laughs> album. Um <laughs> But uh, this album is, or this song is called OG Loco. It's on the, by the album The Flood. The Flood, yes, that's yeah. out. Yeah. 
It is. Uh, it is. I love yeah. the flood. I love their self-titled. Um, yeah, every song sounds pretty much exactly the same. But you know what? I was there for it. I'm still here for it. I still get pumped listening to Mice and Men. Um, they're not what they used to be because Austin Carlisle is not in the band anymore. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Right. Um, so this band has had a lot of people just come and go, come and go. Austin Carlisle left. He came back. Um, they put out another album, uh, Restoring Force, that was pretty good. But they, uh, their clean vocalist that they had that played guitar was kicked out of the band. They brought in someone new who I believe played bass and did clean vocals. Right. And I can't remember his name right now, um, but uh, Austin Carlisle was still doing all the screaming, and those songs were good, but you could tell there's more radio-friendly songs same song and dance man like it and then austin carlisle left the band for personal reasons now he's got some uh a sexual assault allegations against him so we're not going to get into all that (laughs) right so and we're not getting into all that but he has no associated with association with the band anymore um but now the guy that took over clean vocals and uh is playing bass i believe he does the screaming as well and it's not bad it's just some of the songs sound not good yeah. uh this song that uh is off of their not their latest album but uh, where i believe they really started to break into that uh butt rock um sound uh, this song is called unbreakable actually pretty good man it's not bad it's just unbreakable. i just i can't get into that part it's like the kind, rest kind of the of song like a, kind of like a boy band uh, yeah vocal yeah. Oh, yeah 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 and that's where i i you draw the line, right? like, i have to because i'm yeah. just like i feel like it could have it could have been, been better. better yeah could have yeah. been better i'm not saying that the song is bad it's just no, it could have been better it's different Different. I mean, how many how many songs? And I mean, this is a this is this is a, supposed to be a more of an inspirational podcast. But I mean, how many right. songs can you write about? I'm unbreakable. You can't break me. Um, I'm standing up to you, Miss Mr. Mean Man, and yeah. you will not get me down today. Like it, it's like, <laughs> dude, we've heard it. Like, you know, let's let's think outside the box here. Right. Um, right. Why don't you go the Avenged Sevenfold route and uh, write a song about? necrophilia <laughs> a I, seven minute song that I, we didn't say anything I, about back in 2007 about somebody digging up his dead girlfriend and having relations with her we didn't say anything about it sorry no, it's, uh, <laughs> there's something that irks me about that one but I, I love all kinds of music but i can't stand that bad for some reason i don't know what it is you're not a you're not a vince sevenfold fan i am not and i i i i i i I mean, we're flustered to take why because I don't know why, you know. Dude, we didn't even we didn't even get to Avenged Sevenfold. We I didn't even put them in my notes. But they're another good example of that, right? right. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I think in Avenged Sevenfold's case, it was you know they started out as like they were already kind of out of place. Yeah. Metalcore was still really big, but they like channeled yeah. a lot of um more classic heavy metal type yeah. of bands for their for their sound. And I loved City of Evil. I think it's a great album. Um, thought it was well done. Rest in peace, The Rev. I oh, thought yeah, he was an amazing yeah, drummer. Yeah. Um, I even liked the self-title that Avenged Sevenfold put out, but that's the album that had the song, the <laughs> seven-minute song about necrophilia that we didn't say anything about. We just let it slide. Right. What's wrong with right. us as a country? I, I, everything, <laughs> man. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, so that's yeah. – yeah, so, um, so that's Of Mice and Men. Um, the next band we're going to talk about, this one probably hurts the most for me to talk about, Mm. um, because I really loved Memphis Mayfire. I saw them live at, uh, Carolina Rebellion one time. They played on one of the small stages because they were more of a underground band, if you will. Um, and not a lot of people knew about them. Right. And to know where they started. 
which really they started out as kind of like a southern hardcore band if you want to go way back to their first album before Matty Mullins took over lead vocals. Um, but the album Sleepwalking was their first album with Matty Mullins, and they still kind of had a southern twang to their guitar tones and stuff. Like I thought it was so cool. And you know I live for that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, but this song that we're gonna that we're gonna play is off of um, off their their second album with Matty Mullins. Uh, again, I cannot remember the name of the album, uh, but this song is called The Sinner. The Hollow. That's the name of the album. That's a banger um, right there, man. Dude, it's so great. A lot of screaming. He's got a great screaming voice. The drums are on point. Um, very catchy. Uh, very heavy, great too. Album. Very, very, very heavy. Yeah. Um, great, great album. Um, their follow-up was really great. It's just, it started to, their follow-up album was called Challenger, which is amazing. It actually has a song featuring Gating the Worst Not From Asking Alexandria. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, yeah, just and they're a Christian band too, or they at least they were. At least they were right. Um, you know, Maddie Mullins was very outspoken about his faith. I always thought that was cool. Um, he's got some books that I would still love to read, but their songs now just ah, oh, the, they do the, nothing for me. They do nothing for they me. They don't fit the um, band, right? And they had they had uh, Jacoby from uh, Papa Roach Ooh, featuring not, yeah, one of their songs yeah, a few years yeah, ago. Yeah. Which I thought was cool, but the song was just not good. I just did not like it, and their sound went just way downhill. They lightened up a whole lot, right? And uh, just cannot, for the life of me, get into it. This next song that we're going to play by them is one of their newer ones called "Watch Out." Suited up and now we're ready for war. The whole world is watching. Time to settle the score. We want it now. Okay, so it sounds uh, like okay, so it sounds like when you when you make a radio tune, you yeah. it's like in, in your contract you have to speak you know in order for people to listen to you because yeah I can hear every word in that song but the but the one before that no I, you yeah. know I mean there were some words you know here and there that yeah. I picked it, but it's like but the first song sounds but um but the singer sounds so much better though I don't know yeah what well. It, uh, yeah. And I mean, I'm being a dead horse here, but how many songs can you write about standing up for to to the mean people? You know, you you won't break me. This is war, whatever. Yeah. Like, I get it, dude. The reason I fell in love with Memphis Mayfire in the first place was that the dude wrote a lot of songs about struggling with his faith, which was something that I could relate to. Right. Yeah. And so that's what hooked me was I'm struggling. I don't even know if God's real. That's something I went through at yeah. one time. And I, I related so much with that. And uh, now it's just, this is just not good. Not good. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. And one of their more recent songs he does with Andy Minio, which is a Christian oh, rapper. rapper. Right, yeah. 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 And I love Andy Minio. Yeah. Like, Christian rap to me is corny as all. Yeah. <laughs> but but I so think good, that yeah. Andy Minio is so good, and he's yeah. amazing live. Um, I've seen him live twice, and uh, had a blast both times. But the song they do with Andy Minio is just... All kinds of terrible. Oh, no. Um, but anyway, um, we'll move on to this last band here. Uh, this one also kind of stings a little bit, but mm -hmm. there's really good explanations as to why this band sounds so different now, and we'll get into that. Um, but uh, the next band, Escape the Fate. Were you a fan of Escape the Fate? No, I I, I, I heard of them, but, but like I said before, many, many times I haven't heard their music, so no. Yeah. Well, Another another band that kind of pioneered the metalcore movement, although people still had a really hard time wanting to admit that they liked Escape the Fate. Right. For the simple fact that they they dressed like an 80s hair metal band for the mo or not a hair metal, like an 80s it was it's like if you took if you took how 
Motley Crue looks whenever they did like Shout at the Devil. Yeah. And just did a copy and paste to like 2005. Okay. That was okay. that was well, how Escape the Faint ha- looks. Harold spread up and everything. Right. Oh, yeah, okay, and not okay. quite as ridiculous as say like <laughs> Black Veil Brides. Oh okay, yeah, okay. Because Escape the Fate still had some edge to them. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, yeah. They still had some great songs. My God, they had some great songs. Um, I wanted to include the song "Dragging Dead Bodies Up Really Steep Pills and Blue Body Bags" or whatever the song is called. Um, it, that's a great one, but the intro is like crazy, crazy long. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like I want a song that kind of gets to the point. Yeah. So this song is called "The Guillotine." This has taken off not only their first EP but their first album. They actually re-released it for their first album. So uh, yeah, this is "The Guillotine." See, We're like really deep good. gutturals, they yeah. got double bass, they got clean vocals. Ronnie Radke, who was their original singer, has a very unique voice. You know I'm a sucker for that. I love a band that you can hear them and you know instantly who it is. Right. So Ronnie Radke is a great front man. I think he's great live. I've never seen Escape the Fate with him live, but Falling in Reverse was the band he started after. He's, a, he's an interesting character, too. We need to do a whole episode just on Ronnie Radke. But uh, so long story short, he got into some legal trouble because he was a part of something where he was uh, present at a time that a guy got killed and like he was friends with the Anyway, it's a long story. Mm. Um, There was a murder involved and Ronnie Radke got grouped into it and he went to jail for a short period of time. When he got out of jail, he started uh, falling in reverse. And I love falling in reverse because they remind me so much of the early Escape the Fate. Um listening to how they sound now with Craig Mabbitt, who took over as lead vocalist. Um, That's what we're about to play for you now. This song is called One for the Money. (laughs) One for the Money. I like that. Ugh. I like that. You like it? Yeah. Oh, I can't get into it's, it. I'm it's, sorry. It's really, oh, yeah, but no, I mean, I mean, it's your opinion, and your opinion's you know great too. Uh, but but that's very <laughs> very catchy, you know. I mean that that's so really, I think that's, a bobber, that's what they you know? went for. That's not a they, banger. Okay, so 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 that's not a banger. That's a bobber. You know. <laughs> yeah. You can really bob your head. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. So and here here's what i want to say about that and this is why i asked you to pull up this next song too yes. um just to, for some reference all right so craig mabbitt started out in a band called bless the fall right um where he did a he did his clean vocals but it was not quite as often he was a, he used to have a great screaming voice i just i don't think he can do it do it like that anymore some yeah. some it's very some uh, very common with a lot of these bands right um I- but Craig Mabbitt took over as, and they had this huge falling out, like falling in reverse, had a huge, or excuse me, Escape the Fate had a huge falling out with Ryan Radke. They have since like rekindled the fire, I guess, and they'll actually tour with them and, you know, whatever. But this is the band that Craig Mabbitt came from um, called Bless the Fall. This song is called Guys Like You Make Us Look Bad. I love that song. Yeah. God, I love that's that song. Brutal. So <laughs> yeah, that's but, awesome, dude. So this is they used to tour together. So Bless the Fall and Escape the Fate were great friends. And then everything happened with Ronnie Radke and there was drugs involved and things like that. He got kicked out of the band. He went to jail. Craig Nabbitt stepped in um to take over as lead vocalist of Escape the Fate. He left Bless the Fall. They went on to kind of become their own 
thing. They were okay without him. It just wasn't the same. I liked Bless the Fall better when Craig Nabbitt was in them. It was in the band. I liked Escape the Fate better when Ronnie Radke was in the band. Right. Uh, the album um, that they, This War is Ours, was the name of the, the album that they put out with Craig Nabbitt, the first one. There's a few good ones on there. There's some really corny songs that's on there too. But hey, whatever. Like, it's cool. There was, I can still appreciate it. But I just cannot get into where they're where they're at now. Um, maybe I just don't appreciate it enough, uh, or I don't understand it. But we'll we'll get into that. I just I, I want that as a reference too because it just blows my mind that these are all the same bands for the most yeah. part. You know, same, the same people were in different bands, and when you go to one band, you're like, yes. okay, I want to try this out. You know, and I, I didn't have you uh, get any songs for uh, um, falling in reverse, but. If you enjoy the old Escape the Fate, Falling in Reverse is you, you'll love them. Yeah. Uh, their 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 first album uh, had songs like, um, uh, man, I cannot remember the name of this. Uh, anyway, scratch that. They had some great songs. Right. <laughs> I, can't remember, I, I can't remember song titles right now. But um, yeah, well, I mean, just so good. It's just it breaks my heart because these are bands that I just loved and they just. It kind of fell apart for me. Right. But I think there may be a lack of appreciation for these types of bands. Um, I I watched something the other night. At first, whenever we I, I started throwing notes together for this and we talked about it, it was more of a rip on yeah. these these bands for making these transitions. But I watched this video. There's a cool YouTube channel called uh, Punk Rock M. MBA, not NBA, like the basketball league. M as in Michael. Right. MBA. Um, and uh, he does a lot of really cool videos of like why bands change their sound. He did a whole thing on A Day to Remember. I didn't even talk about them, but they're kind of another one of these bands. And they're one of my favorite bands. Um, they're in my top three. A Day to Remember, Blink 182, and Miss It. So, top three favorite bands. But they're starting to do the same thing. And it kind of breaks my heart a little bit. But I just, as he brought up in that video, I think there's a there's a, a lack of appreciation for not only what these bands are doing, but the bands that did it before them. Um, there, these bands are growing up. You can only write the same song so many times before your creative juices are just done. Right you know, there, it just yeah. like completely dried up, and you just want to do something different. Um, they're they're growing up, and so are the fans that appreciate them. They're transitioning into this butt rock um, scene, and it's actually kind of smart if you think about it, because the young, snotty, critical hipster fans, oh, I like that. Like I said earlier, they're they're almost too critical. They're too critical when these bands change their sound, even a little bit. I mean, look at look at how bad people ripped Lincoln Park. Oh God! But what yeah. All all Lincoln Park did was just tap into a new fan base. While still, now they, I feel like Lincoln Park did it perfectly. They stayed loyal to their true fans by still playing songs from those albums, but transitioned so slowly over time that you just, instead of like, okay, here's our, here's our new metal album, and then here's our pop album. You yeah. can't, I don't feel like you can do that. You have to slowly transition to it. I think that's what Lincoln Park did, and it worked. But, you know, a lot of these bands can't. Uh, they're not Lincoln Park. Right. They they just they want to play the bigger festivals. They want to be played on the. I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. You would you would want your song to be all over the radio. That's the whole reason you started playing music in the first place. I want my creative genius to be put out there for the world to enjoy and appreciate. Right. Why wouldn't you want to write a radio friendly song? Right. You so, know. So okay, okay. So uh, I I okay. So if. If bands are coming out with a with a hard and heavy album, and then turn and then turn around and flip it and do it like a pop album, right? Right. I think they should all do what uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go way back in the uh, uh, history with the Shania, Shania Twain album. It's, Whoa! Uh, <laughs> right. It's a uh, th this is perfect because because uh, one one of our albums I can't remember remember what it is, but but on one disc it's a two set disc, right? One desk is uh -huh. purely country, right? And right. if you get on the other CD that's in the same package, it's a pop album of the same wow. songs. Everything's yeah. the same, but it's poppy. You, you know, but it's more popish than 
than the other CD, which was a country CD, you know? Yeah. They, they could do it that way, you know, just to, you know, right. give, you know, I mean, if you don't like hard and heavy, you can go to pop rap, and if you don't like pop rap, you can go hard and heavy on the same album, right. you know? Um, well, and and that, that that was a good geez, idea for her to do. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think making the transition into more popular sounding music is so smart because think about it like this too, right? So you got a bunch of think about whenever uh, I'm gonna use myself as an example here because you're a little bit older than I am. But <laughs> all right, whenever I was in when I was really into a Treyu, I didn't have a job. Right. poor as crap yeah. like not not like my family was poor i mean like me i had no right. money i yeah. had no job you you personally were broke yeah right. i was i had no money to my name right so i couldn't afford to go see them live i couldn't afford to go buy a t-shirt i have to ask my mom hey can i can you buy me these tickets so i can go see a band or right. hey can i have some extra money because i need to buy a t-shirt while i'm there like fans are growing up all right now now their fans from back then like myself are 30 um married have disposable income right. and yeah. now we can we can afford to go to shows we can afford to go uh buy merch and if you tap into a new audience and a new with a whole new group of people that can appreciate your music that go to these festivals like you go to carolina rebellion or whatever like there's a whole new set of fans you're going to gain because they've never heard you before and they hear you play live and they enjoy you. They're going to walk over to your merch table because they've got the money to pay for your merch and they're going to be on the lookout for when they hear you on the radio. Oh yeah, this is my jam. I'm going to go buy this album. I'm going to go buy concert tickets so I can go see them. It's so smart. It is genius. And I never thought about it that way. Now, the the day to remember thing there's a whole nother video on that channel that i watched it talked about the you know was it worth the delay after delay after delay for a day to remember to put their album out that a lot of people considered a disappointment and a flop and myself included right i didn't think it was necessarily a disappointment i just don't think it was worth the wait it almost got hyped a little bit too much and then i was kind of let down because it just didn't sound like a lot of a day to remember to me yeah right but they took a chance, man. They're they're wanting to become a successful band, which they already are. But why wouldn't you? Why would you just be like, "Up, oh, no, we've we've hit as much success as we want, and uh, we're just gonna stop there." That's stupid. Why not go further? Why not go? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's experiment. Let's put out a more popular album. Let's see what happens with it. Okay, didn't work. Whatever. We put out the album we wanted to put out. We'll try something different next time. It's genius. So. You can you can rag on butt rock all day long. I think it's I think it's genius. And another thing, if you go to these bands or a lot of bands that try to do that whole like, oh, well, we're gonna stay true to this genre or whatever, I dare you to write a radio hit and see how hard it is. See how hard and difficult it is to write a song that, yeah, it may not be as complex as like periphery and dream theater and between the buried and me or whatever but it's not catchy you can't even remember what the name of the song is because it's probably something very complicated right uh but like you know when you hear the opening track to i hate everything about you by three days grace you know what song that is yeah, right and you're gonna sing the chorus as loud as you freaking mm -hmm. can you know I mean, and you do it with a group of people when you're at a concert. Yeah. It's just an amazing, amazing feeling. I, I I give credit to those bands in a whole new way that I did not do before doing the research for this. And I hope you yeah. guys listening to this episode can do that as well. Nice, nice. Yeah. So we thank you for listening in to episode 86 of this great podcast. Um. Yeah, be sure. Please be sure to follow us on all, all our social medias. I do. We do have a new Instagram. Um, if you type in win underscore words underscore fail underscore podcast <laughs> podcast after a new one, our old yep. one got deleted along with the gray gray shirt dude. Um, yeah, Mark so Zuckerberg. We're still, shirt. we're still angry at him. So, yeah. yeah, just type in when words fail music. Uh, just just type in when words fail podcast, and you'll get You'll right to us. us on Instagram. Uh, right. We are still on 
podcast on Facebook. Thanks to thanks to Mister Brosley over there. Um, John. Uh, he is. He owns the uh, Win Word Chill Facebook page, and when I get back on, I will also own that page too. Absolutely. But you can find us there on WWFMS Podcast. We are on Twitter. When words fail, MS. You can almost you could always email us on what to what to talk about next or anything else at when words fail when words fail podcast at gmail.com or you can visit our website at when words fail com. Yes, sir. Um, you can follow me, Blake, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's Blake underscore Mosley M O S E L E Y. Check out my YouTube channel with some drum playthroughs I've been doing at church. Uh, YouTube.com slash Mosley, M-O-S-E-L-E-Y, Y-Y, uh, three Ys at the end of it. Super embarrassing. I'll work on that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, we will catch you guys next week. And also, just remember that when words fail, music speaks. Bye, See you guys.